Okay, so we are in my kitchen. Bob, say hello. Hello. Right, what are we going to make now? Um, peanut butter and jelly sandwich and fluff and nutters. Fluff and nutters. Well, one fluff and nutter. Why is it just one fluff and nutter, Bob? Since my mum, she's allergic to eggs. Yeah, and the paste, the, what's it called? <laughs> what? The marshmallow paste has egg in, doesn't it? So yeah. we can't have it. egg. Yeah. Egg whites, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got this up. So you're going to have two sandwiches and I'm just having one. Yeah. Okay, so first off, we are going to spread the peanut butter on three pieces of bread. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to yeah. open it. Yeah, you can open it. Yeah, <laughs> Okay, look at it. Well done. Oh my gosh, look at that. Oh, wowzers. <laughs> Okay, well That's done, though. Thick. Right, so, I, oh, it is thick. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, let's spread this. We've got thick white bread, as instructed by Auntie Jen, haven't we? Yep. And she's saying to do thick mm. white bread. I'm going to get the jam out. Okay, well done, mate. That might be harder. <laughs> oh, well done. <laughs> got a new skin. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is so smelly. Is it smelly? Yep. Nice smell or bad smell? <laughs> Kind of bad, kind of good. Right, okay. So, these are our peanut butters for the jam ones. Yep. Okay, so... So, can I do the jam? The, yeah, you can do the jam in a second. Okay. Oh, my God. Right, so this is so for lovely. the fluffer nutter, which I'm jealous that I can't try. <laughs> so, you'll have to really tell us what you think about it. Now, our setup is that Bob's is going to be downstairs oh with Debbie. Yep. On her, on Daddy's eye iPad, not iPad, Daddy's... Computer. Computer! Bob's is going to be downstairs on Daddy's... Computer. Computer. And Mummy's going to be upstairs on my computer so we can hear us oh, all perfectly well. Okay. okay? So... I need to do... Okay, so we need some more bread out. I'll get the jam. Oh! <laughs> okay, I'll get the jam. Yeah, don't spill it on my phone, mate. I won't. Right, so we're gonna do two jam and one. Oh my god! This this looks jelly. Oh so, well, that's what they call. Do you know what they call jam in Amer in America? What they call jam in America? Jelly. So Bob's is just spreading it now. Do you want me to have a go? No. It's quite hard to spread. Yeah. Do you want me to go? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not easy on white bread that's a bit thick. Yeah. And we want it to be quite thick, don't we? Because yeah. the peanut butter is very thick. Okay, so do you want to get a peanut butter bread and just put it on top of that? Okay. So which slice are you going to choose? Okay, so put it on top. Oh, whoa. Here, what's that? There we go. That's our first sandwich. Well done, mate. Good. Okay, so. Now your sandwich. Now my sandwich. Oh, my goodness, that is a lot. <laughs> It's a lot of jam, isn't it? <laughs> or jelly. Okay, so do you want to jam put... Jam or jelly. Do you want to put a peanut butter slice on top of that? Yes, one. That one? Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Scary. Oh. Good job, mate. Okay, so let's put yours into... Do you want it in squares? Yes, please. So let's put yours into squares. I'll put mine into two. Wait, okay. I'm going to see what it looks like. Okay, remember, we're not trying it yet. We're trying it when we do the record with Auntie Jenny and Auntie Becky, okay? Oh, look at that. 
Look at that. Oh, it looks a bit weird, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm satisfying. Oh, you think it looks satisfying? Yep. Okay, now, now the part which I can't have, so don't get it anywhere near my mouth, okay, mate? <laughs> right, oh my so god. One more slice for you, yep. and we're going to use that weird fluff we found that looks very strange because the only one we could find was a flumps one, so it's all really, really strange colours. Whoa! Yeah, I think it's going to be like stripey, but let's have a look. I want to see what it looks like. Well, we're gonna see. Well, we're gonna see. Oh, oh no, it's all white. Oh my god! Right, I'm gonna put it on because I just think it'll be easier. Oh my goodness! It's... <laughs> <laughs> can I try that? Yeah, of course you can. Oh my god! It's, it's, like, it's like something off the Ghostbusters, yeah. isn't it? It looks very sticky. Yeah, this is this. yummy. Oh, do you like it? Yep. Do you think you'll like a fluffer nutter then? Yeah. Now, Bob's is already a fan of peanut butter and apple, aren't you, mate? Mm -hmm. So let's see if you like peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly. Sandwich. Now, we had to go with oh, strawberry, yeah. but seedless strawberry jam or jelly because we couldn't find any great. We did try and go as authentically American as possible, but <laughs> this is really hard to spread. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Is, is it so thick? Yeah, so thick. Right, do you want to put that on there? Yeah. Stop eating it and just... Do it. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Just and then should we cut this across? Yeah. Should we try and cut this into fours as well? Oh my goodness, it's so hard to cut even. <laughs> right. So there we have two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and yep. one fluffer nutter as authentic as we could. I think that's good. Well done. See you on the podcast. Bye. Hello and welcome to Recall the Midwife. Today we are doing a listener's special, so we've got all your questions to answer and everything as well. But first off, we have a very special segment where we are trying peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. With our and most well, special extra guest. Sorry. This is Bob's. Do you want to say hello? Hello. This is my six-year-old daughter who's desperate to come on. So she is trying not only a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but also, what are you trying, Bob's? A fluffer nutter. Fluffer nutter. Now, uh, do you want to tell us, Bob's, why I cannot have a fluffer nutter? Because you are allergic to eggs. Yeah, oh. and it's got egg whites in the actual fluff paste, which, by the way, it was so yeah. hard to put on the bread, wasn't it? But it was yummy though. Well, she's, she's already tried it. She hasn't tried she's the sandwich. Tried. She just tried it with a finger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, marshmallow fluff. There's like nothing stickier. Like literally, you could glue bridges together with it. It's so. Yeah. Sticky. We might use it to put the conservatory back together later. Anyway, <laughs> not the conservatory's uh, gone down. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, <laughs> so shall we try the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches first, everyone? Okay. Yes. Can I just say? This is the most, this is one of the most classic American things ever, and I'm just so excited about this. I love a PB&J. Okay, should we give it a try? Yeah, here we go. Um, oh. It's a bit weird. Mom. <laughs> this is the Bob's taste of childhood. Bob's just putting a finger up. Not a finger. <laughs> that sounds really her bad. Thumb, Bob's putting thumb a thumb up. up. <laughs> thumbs up. This is childhood right here. Peanut butter and jelly oh, is bit, childhood. It's a bit weird, I'm not going to lie. It's a bit cloying. It's a bit, oh. I've also got a toasted version. I've got two versions. Oh. oh, I think your toasted might be better, if I'm honest. Mm. <laughs> Do you like it? Yeah. Mm. You don't have to eat it all. Okay. It's oh. just... Well, just one sandwich. Mm. Right. I um, feel like there's a lot... It's mainly just like eating peanut butter. Well, I, we put quite a lot of jam in there because the peanut butter was so thick. 
We also yeah. bought like the most American we could, seedless, and also with the sun. We went with sun pat peanut butter with no bits. Yeah. Mm. I picked um Jif peanut butter for my peanut butter brand. This is yummy. Mmm, it's so good, right? Mm-hmm. I hope our listeners can't just hear us chewing. Yeah, they probably will be able to. <laughs> Happy podcast! <laughs> you get this for free. Okay, now the fluffer nutters. Now I can't have it. I'm out. I'm out of this one on medical grounds. Oh. <laughs> mm. oh, so, what do you think, Bob's How many out of ten do you think? Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. <laughs> what about oh, you, nothing- Um, six. I'll go. I'll go one more. I'll go seven. Like I could eat mm-hmm. it. I wouldn't really choose two loads, but I, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's awful. Yeah, I wouldn't um, turn it down. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't actually choose to eat it. No, I do this all the time. Uh, <laughs> Good girl, Bob. Good girl. There we go. Okay, now, Fluffernutter. Jen, do you want to explain what the Fluffernutter is? Yes. So, a Fluffernutter is marshmallow fluff, which is like a spreadable marshmallow product, and peanut butter on bread. So, here we go. Where's it the regional sandwich of? Oh, New England. Like, specifically, maybe, like, Massachusetts area. You know, we got a listener who had written in about fluffernutters. I'd grown up with them, but I kind of didn't realize that it wasn't a thing other places, but I haven't had a fluffernutter literally since my childhood. So I'm so excited about that. And this. you're introducing and... one to Bob's who Bob's are yeah. you ready for your fluffernutter? Yeah, I got it. You got it oh. in now? Okay, are you ready? Go Here for it. Go. So they're biting into it. Let's see what they think. It might take about ten hours for them to chew the first part Bob's, of mouth. Bob's just loves everything. But uh, thumbs up from Bob's. <laughs> Oh, How that takes me back. Is it really? Is it stuck to the roof of your mouth, Bob's? Mm, how? <laughs> <laughs> is it delicious? Oh, that's which, good. Which one's better, the peanut butter or the? Sorry, they both got peanut butter. The jam, the jelly, or the fluff and nutter? Oh. Um, first one they're or this? They're both better than a um cheese sandwich, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, which one do you prefer out of those two, Bob's? She got. <laughs> 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 So which one, Bob's? Jelly or fluffernutter? <laughs> <laughs> Jelly. You don't know? Number one. Number one, do a thumbs up when it's the right one or number two. So number one or number two. One, two. <laughs> They're both too good. They're both too good. So you can't decide between either of them. Wow. That is yeah. that is the most that is the most beautiful answer. I, She's I practically American. He's basically American. You can adopt a Jen. Do you want to fly over to live with Jen? Yeah, come on, Bobs. You and I'll have a great time. We'll leave you. <laughs> you can come see her every once in a while, Alex. You'll you'll still be able to see her. It's not like, you know, close communication or anything. But you'll have those sandwiches every day. What do you think, Bobs? Thumbs up. Okay with me. <laughs> She's like, I'll leave my parents, I'll leave my country, I'll leave my whole life by <laughs> Jay and Fluffer Nutters. <laughs> She's just carrying on eating them now. So <laughs> Oh, Bob's, I love it. I love it. Oh, well, these... Bob's, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. You have done amazing. You are truly yeah. the voice that we needed in this, the the extra voice. Well, also, I could naturally do the Fluffer Nutter challenge and Becky didn't, so Mm-hmm. I just refused because I was like, that's a step too far. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make you a shirt. I that says yours. A- oh, see? 
<laughs> well, you probably got a whole tub of marshmallow fluff you have to eat, so it's good that Bob's likes it because then she'll be able to finish eat the tub every. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna lie; it's absolutely ridiculously bad for her. It's probably gonna rot her inside. We throw it away. She's probably gonna be on a sugar high after this. It's a good job you're doing well, the I'm doing a podcast for the next two hours. Good luck, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about you know, like which is better. So the fluffernutter is amazing, but it's it is like a very rich sandwich and it like the, the marshmallow oh, fluff the is marshmallow like, though in it it has mar- and see i love marshmallow marshmallows are my favorite things i absolutely love marshmallow but the pb and j because it's got the jam it's like got the you know that part of it you can kind of eat it it's it's easier to eat like more often because it's you know yeah, I think that's a bit ridiculous, though, that a peanut butter and jam sandwich is one of the easier ones to eat. It's so sweet and so cloying and so, like, oh, sickly. God. I know, but when you're a kid, everything, like, I loved sweets as a kid. I still love sweets now, but, like, when I was a kid, I was crazy for sweet food. Like, I love sweets. And so, to me, a PB&J was just so perfect because it just tastes so good. And it's got the balance of, like, the nuttiness and the, you know, kind of saltiness a little bit of the peanut butter plus the jelly, you know, and just and then the bread is everything. I mean... Oh my god. My daughter is currently licking her hands completely. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, you're gonna get to eat a fluffernutter, you know, every day until, going. until this going. Is still going. Right, well, we'll leave you to eat your fluffernutter now, Bob's. Oh Bob. Thank you Bob. so much. You've been brilliant. You're the best, Bob's. We love you. Yay! Bye. 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 <laughs> oh bless right. her heart. Oh my gosh, she is the cutest little girl. She has been so excited to do that challenge for I can't tell you how long. Oh my god, we have to come up with another thing for her that she can join us down the road. You know what I mean? Can I ask a question? Why were we trying peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? I can't remember. Is it just because it's American? We started talking about PB and J for some reason on one of the episodes. Maybe we just kind of and then we just kind (laughs) of latched on. Our listeners will know more than us, let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm really glad. Like, I, oh my God, I'm gonna, I didn't eat breakfast this morning because I was like, I'm gonna have peanut butter and jelly and fluffernutter. So I'm just, this is my breakfast. Well, I only made half a sandwich because I'm having a roast dinner after this. So I was like, I can't, mm-hmm. I need Fair to enough. rein it in for the new year. I'm being so healthy after this, she says with a mouthful of peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Today's a day of gluttony, and then tomorrow we can all start living. Well, I do need to be healthy because I got me up this year, so I want to lose a bit of weight before that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to be good. Anyway, should we start? Yeah. Let's go for it. So we've got Heidi, um, not Heidi Topsall, maybe it is, who says she would love to hear about our Christmas and New Year traditions. Oh, which so I think sweet. is obviously, I think mine and Bex's are probably going to be more British, and yours are going to be American. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think. <laughs> what makes you think that? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what makes me think that. Jim. So, but do you know what I mean. I think you they're going to be more start... on a par. Is my point. I don't think they're going to oh, be yeah. different. Mine Very similar. Yeah. 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 Now I've actually spent Christmas in America with Jen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was such a good Christmas. That was so great, but I couldn't yeah. believe when you didn't have turkey for Christmas dinner. I know. I know. Wait, what do you have? Well, well you, you don't have, have turkey either, Alex. <laughs> no, I don't have turkey, but I just presumed that in America. Everyone would Everyone. have to, I think they're all turkeyed out by Christmas from yeah yeah well I'll I'll speak to that do you guys want to go first and kind of describe a British Christmas because I will say when when we were talking a couple weeks ago about the Brussels sprouts we eat Brussels sprouts over here for sure but I don't think of Brussels sprouts as being a particularly like classic Christmas food but you guys seem to think you, well for you guys it was is what I understood. yeah well for me Christmas Eve was all about I used to go to the pub every Christmas New Year's Eve at night uh huh for years and years and years now I've got a child but I still go. <laughs> but now I take her just okay. for a little quick quiet drink in the day whereas normally I'd stay there all night all night 
<laughs> um, I don't do that anymore. We now come home and watch The Snowman, which is another Aww. British Raymond Briggs The Snowman. And then, yeah, we have we leave stuff out for Santa now, obviously because of my daughter. And then we wake up in the morning, do presents. We always have well in our house we have pigs in blankets, sandwiches. Oh. For- wait, wait, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, what does everybody do with when Santa comes? So, because. As a child, we had a sack each, which we left in our bedrooms, and then we got a wrapped sack of presents that we would go into my mum and dad's room in the morning and open. Wait, the presents wouldn't be under the tree? No. Did you do that, Al? No. I was terrified of Father Christmas going to my room, oh. I know. Christmas, which is a Christmas tradition I've apparently passed on to my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still eating. I do apologise. I can't stop it now. It's in front of me. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go back for more fluff or nutter. So anyway, no, we'd, well, they'd always be in the lounge. In the, in the but would they be wrapped? Would they be wrapped? Some people don't wrap a stocking. No. When I was growing up, we, we'd we had no presents wrapped. Father Christmas here wraps them. Mm-hmm. But I'd get them wrapped when I was little. Mm. But were they under the tree or were they in a stocking or a sack? No, they were usually just in the lounge because our tree was in the hallway. But this year, now... It's under the tree. Right. Well, I'll say under the tree. There's so many of them, it spreads across the lounge. But do you guys do like a stocking and then and then separate yeah. under the tree presents? Yeah. Okay. So under the tree presents for me are presents from like friends and family. They're not Santa presents. Yeah, I'd say that's more us. Mm. And as a child, it never occurred to me that my parents didn't buy us a present because I had my Santa, we had like our Santa stockings. Then we had a big present, which was normally downstairs. But it, it never occurred to me but that my actual parents didn't buy me a Christmas present. That was one Whereas of my, the my daughter age three was like, where's the presents from you? And I was like, oh, uh... <laughs> Oh, they're here. <laughs> and also, she's the same one who said, why is the Father Christmas is wrapping the same as your wrapping? And I was like, um, Asda had a deal. <laughs> that, that's just poor show, Alex. I will. She was like 18 months or something ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. I did, as a child, I once woke up in the middle of the night and my grandma was staying with us and I did unwrap my whole stocking in the middle of the night. And then in the morning, mm. I sit and watch my brother open his. Oh my and this year I spent Christmas Eve with my niece and nephew at their house and I had I had a talking to when I arrived that me and my niece were not to repeat that situation. <laughs> Thing is though, Becky was a bit annoyed saying that I wouldn't do that. And then I thought, actually, you probably would. And you were like, Yeah, I do find it through. like she does have me wrapped around. Like I find it very difficult to say no to anything she wants. Like we do the most ridiculous stuff. And then my, my brother's like, Why did you let her do that? And I was like, Well, she kind of yes. talked me into it. Oh, well, but see, that's that's the true joy of being an aunt or like in my case, also like a a grandma, because we had my nephews here and they're two for Christmas. And there's a lot of stuff that their parents would be like, well, maybe not yet or not so much or not whatever. And it's like, well, they wanted it. They asked for it. They wanted it. And I'll tell you who's criminal for that is my grandmother, not my grandmother, my mother, who's their grandmother. Like I had made. So they are in this thing now where like they they're they're really getting into like eating their own food themselves with like utensils and all that kind of stuff like that. And they're getting really good at it. But the thing that they love is to drink out of cups especially grown-up cups and so they they do this to like you know their mom and dad too but if one of us will make a drink that's like clearly an adult drink you know with like ice and the whole thing and it's like a big drink or whatever like that they're always like I want that drink or that's my drink or whatever and most of the time it's like well no honey that's like that's my drink like you know I'll get you a different drink if you want something but I, I made myself a big drink like one day when they were here and I like stepped away for a second like five minutes to go do something I come back they're both drinking out of my drink <laughs> and I was like mom what is what Mom, that's neat vodka 
<laughs> I was like, Mom, that's my drink. She's like, What? They said they wanted it. What was I supposed to do? I'm like, You literally could have said no. And she's like, No, I couldn't have done that. That wasn't, that wasn't possible. And the thing is, I don't mind them drinking it, but unfortunately, they're too little to drink a drink without just like blowing it back in. Yeah, yeah like you get spitting, a lot spitting. of backwash, don't you? Yeah, and the thing is, if they've just eaten anything, then there's like, they're, you know, they have like little crumblies and stuff like that. And then the other thing is, is that like, yeah. My one nephew had kind of a runny nose during this period, and I was like, I'm absolutely- stopping this. This is rank, right? New Year's <laughs> tradition. <laughs> Wait, I've got another. I've got another oh, one. Christmas one tradition, which I think is a bit weird, is that when we come to do presents, every, they get dished out, and everyone has like their pile of presents, and then yeah. as a family, we go. We normally go in age order, youngest to oldest, and we literally one person opens a present at a time, and we all watch each other. Wait, even as kids, you did that? Yes. It took hours. Oh, no, that's that's way too much restraint yeah, for us. Yeah, no. we just, yeah. Well, the other thing we used to do, because it wasn't even wrapped, and my parents used to be out on Christmas Eve quite a lot, or drink or whatever. This makes them sound to be awful. They're, they're good parents. But um, <laughs> they didn't wrap any of the presents. And me and my brother used to get up at, like, daft o'clock. Like, I remember getting up at midnight once, and we went down into the lounge, and we were just playing for hours, just playing with our toys for hours. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, wow. that was one of the best Christmases of my life. And then the tele- <laughs> I remember because also the telly came on. It was like 986, I was like five. And the telly came on because obviously it, there was no telly through the night in those days. And we were like, <laughs> So, what food does that? Is, so, we do like turkey, pigs in blankets, stuffing. So, pigs in blankets is like pretty universally British. Yeah. Okay. Roast potatoes. Mm. We do carrot and turnip mashed together, carrot and swede mashed together. Okay. Sprouts, which no one likes, but we all have. Everybody has like a token three sprouts as part of their Christmas dinner. Yeah, I think that's madness if you don't like them. I love them, so that's fine. I don't dislike them, but I just wouldn't actively choose them unless they're in butter. What would you prefer on your Christmas dinner? Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or sprouts? (laughs) Sprouts. Well, I think if they're cooked nicely, they can be nice. But if they're not, then they can be, they can just be like farts. Yeah. And parsnips. Parsnips is another big Christmas. Oh, parsnips, amazing. I I like parsnips a lot, actually. We have roast potatoes, parsnips, dope roast potatoes, carrots, peas. Uh, We didn't have sprouts this year, but not for any reason. She just didn't do it with my mum. And then we have beef wellington made with pate around a massive fillet of beef, medium rare. And it is delish. And obviously gravy. So what, Wait. what would you have for your Christmas lunch, Jen? So the thing is, it's a little different in the States because we we do have Thanksgiving like a month earlier. And Thanksgiving is a very traditional, like it, I would say Thanksgiving is more universally, like we all kind of do the same thing. And it's and turkey is the centerpiece, obviously. Stuffing, cranberry sauce, got to have some kind of potato there. Usually other vegetables of some kind, like carrots or peas or, you know, some kind of green vegetable or something like that. And then usually like, but then there's, but the thing with the states too is that like there's a lot of like regional variations from for all that so but just to say like turkey is turkey and stuffing are kind of like and cranberry sauce are like the hallmarks of a thanksgiving dinner you know like that's pretty you know special so then by the time christmas comes it's like i feel like it's it gives people an option to be a little bit more like freestyle you know what i mean like well what do we want to eat on christmas and so we've done turkey again for christmases we've done well do you want me to tell you what you had when i was there oh yeah what did you have they had honey glazed ham it was all lovely but it really threw me because it was just sweet and obviously a christmas dinner in the uk isn't sweet yeah, uh, yeah, it was a honey glazed ham, but then it had that weird yam thing. Yes. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Sweet potato casserole. Mm-hmm. 
it was it, I'm not gonna lie that was absolutely mind-blowingly weird I liked it <laughs> but it was weird because it was sweet well that's so sometimes people call it sweet potatoes sometimes people call it yams like sometimes people have like sweet potato pie it just depends on what it is but that's a really southern thing so basically you take a sweet potato or a yam you would cook it mash it you know add a lot of like beautiful flavors and you know things to it and then put it in a casserole dish cover it with little marshmallows and then bake it in the oven and then when you take it out all the marshmallows are crispy on top I'm not gonna lie it's absolutely mental I was just like (laughs) what is this that's a very that's a very southern American thing what about your pudding do you have Christmas pudding like as in you know a christmas pudding that with a point in it no we don't do that no well i'm not a fan of a christmas pudding i'm not i can't have it usually well are you guys talking about the one that's like yeah yeah. like a boiled pudding with the sauce over top yeah so that to me is so like my grandparents had a recipe for that and my my grandmother my dad's mother would make it and it was like a thing that they did in their house but that is such an old-fashioned thing to do almost no one does that well, we have that right. and a Yule log, usually. And then my mum oh. says both times, you can't have either of these. I'm like, thanks! <laughs> we have sticky toffee pudding in our household. Oh, uh, I've had that before I was badly allergic to egg. I had that and it was next yeah. level good. Oh, it is really good with the one you guys make. Yeah, we like for Christmas dessert, it's kind of like, I mean, usually there's lots of Christmas cookies because over here, Christmas cookies is like a huge, huge yeah. thing. I'm a big Christmas cookie person. I bake a lot. I get a lot, whatever like that. Both you of know, you should you... go on Bake Off. Imagine if you went on Bake Off no. US and you went on Bake Off UK. I'd, be, I'd just be like the loser. <laughs> no, I, I know I couldn't handle the pressure. Yeah, I think I think we could get you there. No. I think I could handle the pressure. I just don't know if I could handle like standing up for seven hours while you had to bake it all. That would be I definitely couldn't handle that part right now. But... <laughs> right, New Year's. I'll, I'll cook a roast dinner for you, Alex, and you can watch me crumble and then you'll realise that there's no way I can go on Well, you, you got on can the we have a crumble call. Can we do a crumble afterwards? Bet you'd be good at a crumble. Oh, yeah, crumble would like be it. nice. Crumble would be nice. Love a crumble. Do you have mince pies in America, Jen? No, not really. I mean, what? we do have them. People have them, but it's not an American thing. It, I mean, if, if you have them, it's because you've, you know, you've gone that way. It's not, it's not really like a standard issue. I'll tell you one thing, though, about the Christmas part the presents part and i would say this is fairly standard is that everyone puts their presents under the tree there's no santa sack in the bedroom thing some households will open presents on christmas eve some households will open them on christmas day first thing somehow my dad when he was growing up he always was like it was the hardest day because i would have to wait to open up all of our presents until after my uncle had come to visit us because he was a priest living in new york city and so sometimes we would have to wait until like four o'clock in the afternoon for him to get there because he also had to like perform mass and everything and then he would come and then we could open up all of our presents then and he was and my dad was the youngest so he was like little and everything and he was like I want to open my presents so bad so bad but we open our presents usually in our household on Christmas day kind of whenever basically and then our stockings are like hung up and they're a separate thing but stocking gifts are always usually a lot littler things and for our house in our ho- in our household my sister and I we would get the exact same presents in the stocking pretty much there'd be like some variation but pretty much we'd get the same and my mom always used it as an opportunity to give us like toothpaste tooth brushes socks you know like the most utilitarian yeah thing and that, because she, yeah, yeah that's the sort of stuff that we would get and also I spent my entire life slow racing my brother because what we obviously took it in turns but I would have to engineer it somehow so that he went one more time than me so at the end I had presents left oh see that's well, yeah. see, our a house- new level of petty none of that happened in bed Oh, see, in our house, my sister and I, we were allowed to open them at the same time. And so for us, it was like, who can open faster and like spoil all the surprises for the other one more? <laughs> so we would be like, toothpaste, toothbrush, comb, shampoo. You I know, like say, I'm very glad that me and my brother did not have this horrible. <laughs> <laughs> 
competition <laughs> thing going on. Okay, New Year's tradition. Let's actually finish this question, guys. Oh God, I hate New Year's. I don't have any traditions. I I'm not a huge New Year's person. I mean, I like the idea of like a fresh start. I like the idea of like reflecting on the year that's passed. But I'm not too fussed on New Year's. My sister was was a lot more like I want to go to a New Year's party. I want to do a New Year's event. You know, we did do Times Square for New Year's one year in the year 2000. But no, I've I'm not really too fussed on New Year's. Yeah, I used yes. to love New Year's Eve, and I used to go out for I used to have parties. I used to go out for them all the time. But obviously yeah. now, and I hardly drink anymore. So now, do you know what we did yesterday that we're going to do every year? We watched the Eurovision final again. <laughs> we go out for tea so we went out for tea all together it was lovely um my husband has a gratitude jar throughout the year that he puts things that he's glad for or grateful for and then we oh meet them that day and yeah it was really lovely so we went out for tea did that then came home and watched eurovision and then she went to bed at about nine we let's say up late and uh yeah and then we just watched like the stuff that was on the telly that was going on and then we watched the fireworks and went to bed but it was really nice Wait a minute. Hold up. I have to talk about this gratitude jar for just a minute. So he puts stuff in there all year long. Yeah. Does anybody else put anything in there? No, no, it's him. And how long has he been doing this? Years. Does it? Oh. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. I it's love It's a really that. nice tradition because now Bob's can read. It's uh, it's just really nice that she was reading them out loud in the restaurant stuff for me. Not to the whole restaurant, just to us. Yeah. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. My daddy is glad that my mommy does the washing well. <laughs> That wasn't that one, but it should have been. Did he start that before he met you? Um, no, I think I think because he was so grateful to meet me, that's when he started it. <laughs> well, that <laughs> makes actually good sense. I cannot even tell you how much I love this. Like that is the most sweet, beautiful thing I have heard. Well, I this is your sign that. to start a gratitude jar today. Honestly, as soon as I heard that, I was like, "We have so many jars in the kitchen." I was like, "I'm going to get my mom up later on today and be like, Mom, we need to start a gratitude jar and like yeah. put stuff in because that is the Amazing. most all year.' Like, yeah. oh, and it well, did make me remember things of the year that I really loved and forgot about. It was so just, it was just great. So will, will he put dates or anything on them? No, no, he'll just put things that he's so, so one of them we couldn't really understand it was like my nose is clear so it must have had like a nose that was blocked <laughs> but the point is it's just stuff that's made you that you're grateful for oh that yeah. is the most beautiful tradition and i'm sure it probably was overflowing right and then he's yeah, yeah. like look at look at how much beautiful stuff i have in my life yeah oh god my sentimental heart has been absolutely inspired and uplifted by that. Oh, I love it. I love well, it. this is your sign if you've uh, ever wanted to do anything like that. This is your sign to do it. Oh my gosh, that is so sweet. Well, the tradition you might like, Jen, is so you two are both Bobsy's godmothers. Yes. And yes. We, we light her christening candle every Christmas Aww. Eve. And we remember everyone who's not here. So we did you two, because obviously not here like that. I mean, not with us at the moment. <laughs> not physically. But we also honour people, you know, people who've died and everything as well. So obviously Simba the cat. And uh, yeah, so uh, we do that every Christmas Eve as well and have a little moment just before we watch The Snowman, which is also a tradition we do every Christmas Eve. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh. I get a lot of New Year's anxiety. I just don't like it. I don't like the thought. And I know that it's literally the difference between one day and the next. But I just don't like if you've had a bad year or you've had a good year. And then you're like, what does the next year have in store? Yeah. Well, I do have to say, I was thinking that this year was a bad year. I, was like, I can't wait to get rid of 2023. Because obviously my yeah. leg happened in the start of September. So I was all like, ugh thinking it was awful but actually the gratitude jar did make me remember there was loads of really good things about this year as well so yeah. I, I would recommend it for that for your mental health it's a good thing as well. yeah yeah and 2019 was a really difficult year for me so at the start of 2020 I was like it can't be worse than 2019 <laughs> <laughs> and look what happened 
So, Becky, you just need to stop thinking thoughts like that. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it can't get any worse than this. Well, just wait. <laughs> okay, so wait, I have one last New Year's tradition. And this this is not about, like, you know, socializing. but And this is very regional to certain parts of the United States. So I would say this is kind of like the southern United States, like all the way from, you know, basically like mid-Atlantic down like across through maybe like Texas or something. I, I, now, if other people do it other places, that's great too. But this is kind of where I think of it. So, and I just actually got them started this morning, but for us, we make black eyed peas on New Year's Day. And that's <laughs> that supposed- will I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that is supposed to, like, if you eat the black eyed peas, that will bring you good luck or like Uh-oh. good good experiences in, in in the new year so it's, it's kind of a you know thing we, we like, like to make to. peanut butter and jelly uh, and fluffer nutters sandwiches and uh, <laughs> eat podcasts. that's what we like to do on new year's day isn't it ladies very nice very Maybe nice insight into behind the scenes of when we're recording this exactly okay next question so this is from miller city sam on instagram hello and thank you for your question hello. they say specifically to season six you could react to some of the music the toothbrush song that sister winifred and christopher dock will play for their dental education classes then sung for a few seconds by sheila as she joins angela and patrick in the bathroom or there are the songs that pair with certain moments of the show it's instrumental but sometimes just violins can make me cry now i will say we have done we touched a tiny bit on the music mm. we do need to, what i would love is an interview with someone who actually deals with the music and the show because that would be yeah. absolutely amazing but i do know they try and keep it to the time but i did actually specifically do a bit of research on that song now i grew up with that song the Bex, toothbrush song i don't remember it <laughs> you're the worst person to do a podcast on with stuff like this on like old stuff because you're Bex, like, yeah. could, Bex could never write a memoir because she'd be like I don't have memories of my previous life in well, any, she just at any stage she texts us all the time what happened when when <laughs> <laughs> like other people could write her li- like you know someone could write her biography but she could never write an autobiography or a memoir she'd be like no. wait what wait what well, we it- sung this song for years when you when you're brushing your teeth and stuff but it was by Max Bygraves and it was released in 1960 oh okay so it's it's of the time it would have been released but it was quite it was never actually like a single that got into the charts or anything but it was on one of those records that kids just played it all the time so my parents mm-hmm. had it as a record and that's why everyone mm-hmm. just knew this song so what? you're a pink toothbrush i'm a blue toothbrush have we met somewhere before no never heard that. i will she's say at me like she's never heard that song in my life I will say the advantage is I can watch my favourite shows again and it's like watching them for the first time so I don't know what happen. <laughs> well, that's to be the same when you're listening to the podcast again. Bex, you yeah. look at your own family photo albums and you're like, oh my God, what a wonderful childhood. I never knew You know what she doesn't do though? She doesn't see any banners saying what year the Christmas is because... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Shelly DS on Instagram also says, love your podcast. I just want to hear one of, one of you say, put it in the drawer, Sheila, again. So this is just for you. Put it in the drawer, Sheila. Wait. <laughs> well, you're the best one to do it, Al. You're the originator, so. This very true. Often imitated, never duplicated. Okay, now KM Jackson on Instagram says, can we go back to the Series 6 Christmas special and Linda's story? I hate to say it, but that birth felt way too Grey's Anatomy for me. Obviously, a lot of medical scenes and dramatised on the show, but every time I watch this episode, I just think there's no way a hot water bottle brought that baby practically back to life, and he was just completely mm. fine. I'm curious, are there ever any storylines that you find completely impossible on this show? And she also says, love your podcast as a 23-year-old American with no one to discuss my favourite TV show with besides my mum, lol. We basically look like the age of your mum, probably. <laughs> There's lot, uh, well, I think this with a lot of births because quite yeah. often the baby will be in distress and then they'll say, we've got to get this baby out. And then magically the mother just pushes harder and the baby is born quicker. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of... 
I did think situation. that. I used to not believe loads of it, but then me and you, Bex, went to the. Do you remember we went to the? Uh, <laughs> do you remember this, Bex? Me and you. It's like, no, <laughs> went to I see don't. Heidi Tell Thomas me. In, the, in the history tour in Gloucester, and we saw it, and a lot of it's all factually correct. She's so making sure that everything is historically and factually correct. But I do believe. I, I know it's dramatized and probably made to seem easier, but I do think that this must have happened, otherwise they wouldn't have included it. I just think there must yeah. have been. A, a, it, with the difficult storylines, there must have been a, a higher infant mortality rate. Oh well, which that's... they obviously can't. They obviously can't show that because that would be it's way Sunday too night viewing. It's like yeah. when Conchita had the baby that was really premature, and she just refused to let them take it to the hospital, and then she drip fed yeah. it with a pet. Yeah, but yeah. again. That happened. Well, the one. Well, that... did it happen in real life, or did it well, just happen in a TV show? Well, I mean, Jenny, Jenny, Jennifer Worth wrote about it in her book. I well, no. Well, <laughs> you didn't remember that she wrote be about... on the side of the truth. I don't remember. I didn't remember that Jenny wrote about it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, wait Jenny, a minute. I think Jenny she... Lee is exaggerating. <laughs> that say... baby was one week premature. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. I think that when you I think if we actually looked at historical like, you know, postnatal mortality rates and all that kind of stuff like that over time, like we would look at the the rates in 1960 and be shocked, honestly. And I think, you know, I mean there's anyway because there's just a lot there. But just to say the ones to answer the question, the ones that kind of sh- that make me think that I thought of when you when you posed this question were the ones where the lady gives gives birth in the public toilet, like in the apartment complex building. Like yeah. there's one toilet, and the guy is like, "Aren't you going to be done soon?" And Sister Julian is like, "Step aside, sir." And then they, she like literally gives birth while she's like got herself perched on the edge of a toilet seat, which I was just like, I can't think of a more disgusting place to like do that. And then in that vein, the other one that really sent me. Are you going to say the smoke? house yes the kippers the kipper <laughs> house where trixie was literally holding back vomit like every minute of it because she was like and it was like oh just put some kippers to the side love and like we'll get on to it i mean are you freaking kidding me like absolutely not like just see the, my oh. problem is since that talk heidi thomas could tell me anything in this world and i believe it now but <laughs> well i believe that it happened but i mean or i or i i would say this i could believe that it happened but i mean when you when okay now think about think about when we've all either had babies or, or been around people with new babies it's like you have to you have to wash your hand before you touch the baby you can't breathe around the baby the baby has to have this that you have to boil the this you have to do the this and everything and it's like there's so much and yet these women are literally bringing forth the most vulnerable creature that exists into this world in the most disgusting horrible place you could imagine where germs are rice everywhere and it's just like well okay it just worked we just kind of rubbed a towel over it and like you know boop boop and the baby He's okay. Well, do you remember that go. one that nearly they had the soot all over it as well with Sister Evangelina? Yes, the ceiling caved in like a minute after she gave birth in that episode. That was like the set first or second episode. Yeah, I thought the baby. But was I still die. think, oh, my even word. with our childhoods, like I grew up eating soil as a child, so I just think <laughs> this is where your mum messages us that she did not. <laughs> yeah, we've got photos like, nope, of me. That never like, happened. There are there is photo- photographic evidence of this. So I just think even as a child, we were a lot grottier yeah. than children these days. Well, and and I will say I this. Don't know, I know you just saw my daughter licking her fingers after that. 
<laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think I think the thing with with the Selwyn and Linda baby is that Sister Julian does make a comment after Valerie gets back to Nanata's house of like, oh, she she didn't realize X thing or she should have done this thing when she was there and it would have it would have been better for the baby. But we're here now, so we're just gonna you know deal with it now basically. So I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly what she said, but I mean, I think there was the implication that Valerie didn't do something you know that she maybe could have done in the at the moment like on site that could have helped as well. But well, I thought also- that the lungs hadn't filled but then she did fill them but yeah. didn't realize and then yeah yeah well but also to be pedantic that hot water bottle i know the baby was wrapped in a towel but then that water bottle was directly on top of the baby like hot water bottles are hot like, I think it's innovation as the name implies <laughs> yes yes you're right no but it's like you no i know what you mean i'm joking i'm joking yeah no, we've, yeah for a reason i think that baby would be scalded well Again, I mean, you know, it's just these, it's just these kind of wild, yeah, really, really wild stories. I mean, so I don't Kate, know. that answers your questions. There's a lot we don't believe, but I believe everything. Although, well, just to add to this, I think Selwyn and Linda would have frozen to death in that caravan long before she gave birth because, yeah, yeah, that could not have been warm. No. Well, and look, the show definitely covers some of it, but I mean, you know, and we've we've talked about how the hospital system is starting to invade Poplar's, you know, maternity ward and, you know, the clinic yeah. and all of that kind of stuff and how it's like we're lamenting like the loss of that kind of community care and all that kind of stuff like that. But hospitals and sterile environments and regulation laws, you know, like all of those things have given us a lot of benefits in terms of you know health outcomes and successes and everything and even though we're all we all feel very connected to dr turner and sheila and you know all of that kind of stuff like that they're i mean they're not wrong like there is a good reason why we went that way you know and and health outcomes have been affected positively mostly because of trixie's horrific explanation to linda and selwyn as to what happened if you're in a hospital you won't have that horrific explanation anyway (laughs) right next question we've had a question from erin thank you so much she says as a US listener, I'd love to know what Poplar is like today. I have no idea what kind of area it is. I spent a summer in London in 2022, but if someone gave me a million dollars, I couldn't tell you what part it was in. <laughs> we were in Stamford Street, across the Thames from Parliament, just down from London Eye. Can't imagine that's close to where the Blitz took place, but I don't know. Thanks, friends. Oh, friends, love it. Now, I actually gave this job away because I am yes. the world's worst geography. I'm so bad at geography. So I I'm... gave this away to someone who is good at geography. I gave it to yeah. There we go. And I just had to Google it because I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Talking yourself up there. Carry on. Yeah. So Poplar is now, so it's part of East London, which we know. It's now the borough of Tower Hamlets. So I I just, Mm. I think if you were doing touristy London, I don't think it's an area that you would stumble upon. Yeah. Um, But the Royal, they talk about going to the London. So the London is the Royal London Hospital, which is obviously still there. So if you look at a map of London with the river going through it and you get kind of the horseshoe of the River Thames, Mm -hmm. Poplar would be north of the river to the top left of the horseshoe. Right. Can you you take a photo and send it to us? Yes, I will. And then... So the area now, so, and then north of this area, you've got like Bethnal Green and Hackney, which I think Hackney will probably be familiar to. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. Really and it's it's near Shoreditch. It's all that sort of area. But oh. I did look, I did look on Rightmove and oh, nice. the where, yeah, the warehouses, which obviously 
some of them are being torn down because of bomb damage. But if you were to buy an apartment in one of the warehouses, which have now been converted, it, you're looking at three to four million pounds. Wait, what? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So one of the warehouses where like the men would have worked, they've been converted into homes and now they're three or four million pounds? Yeah. So a lot of those, where they've not been torn down, a lot of those have been converted into flats. See, a oh. lot of London's been gentrified, hasn't it? Though? Like loads of yeah. places there. Yeah. Because it's just such a massive sprawling place now. People obviously need to move to where it's... I was about wow. to say where it's affordable. That is not affordable for us. Well, you know, on your thing that you sent us, it, it there's a little drop pin that says the Museum of the London Docklands, which is so fascinating because, I mean, obviously we know how big of a part of the show that is in terms of like men working and what livelihood they had and really the engine of that economy at that time. Oh, and this is where the Isle of Dogs is. Now, I actually sent that because that's Rotherhide is actually where Max Bygraves, who sang the toothbrush song, is, was born. So I wondered if they put it oh. in because he was from around that area as well. Oh, my God. And, and that was probably also, a very happy accident. In that area, you've also, I noticed, the Museum of Jack the Ripper. Lovely. Oh. <laughs> so wait, is, is the Jack the Ripper stuff around here as well? Yeah, it would have been oh, in that area. that's Whitechapel, right? So just over. Yeah. Oh. And also, I did use Cable Street to navigate around the area. Oh, Cable Street. Oh, Bex, you got you to send us these screenshots so we can see. Girls, where's the... where? So when I come over and we do that tour, where's the tour at? Is it in this... Is it in Poplar? Or is it somewhere else? Blank answers, because we don't know. Hang on, let me have a look. <laughs> well, I'm just curious because I would be so... I mean, I'd kind of like to walk by the... So it's at the dock. It's, it's the... Chatham Historic Dockyard. Hmm. Bear with. Right. Chatham Historic Dockyard is absolutely nowhere near there. It is. No, it's not in London. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it right near. It's above Maidstone in Kent. It's to the very right. It's in. It's literally in Chatham. Well, near right, Gillingham in Kent. No, is that Kent? Oh. Got my terrible geography. Maid. Yeah, because it's near Maid Maidstone's in Kent, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's there. So it's nowhere near, it's not actually anywhere based anywhere near the actual real Poplar. 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 So we've actually run out of time on that one, ladies. So we're going to have to do a part two. So thank you so much for everyone for listening. And uh, we'll see you in part two. Well, and just to say, we're excited to go to Poplar when we're all together again. <laughs> <laughs> huh? These are, these are great Hi. questions. Hi.